It's good to be with you again. We begin by wishing you grace and peace from our Lord. If you can find the scripture, either in your Bible or on your device, uh, Exodus 33, 15 is where we're going to be today. Uh, As pastor uh, of Hope Church over the 21 plus years, I have uh, referenced this passage many, 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 many times. And today I'm going to use it. We're going to end our series today and move on to some other things that I think will be a blessing to you that actually even come out of the life of Moses. But we're going to focus today on the fact of him saying, I don't want to go from here to there without your presence. Let's, let me read the verse to you. It's Exodus 33:15. Moses uh, says to him, if your presence does not go, Moses responded to him, "Uh, don't make us go up from here. I don't want to go from here to there without you. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the calling on my life. I thank you that um, I ask you to help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. I ask that you help me to be in tune to the leading, the whisper of your Holy Spirit, not only in what I've prepared, but what you have prepared And then, Lord, if there's a word of knowledge to be given to me, uh, I want to be able to recognize it through your guidance, and I want to speak to it uh, in the person or the people, whether it's to a person or to a situation. Lord, if you prompt me with it, I want to speak to it. And then, Lord, I'm reminded, as always, I'm a teacher and a preacher of your word. And for all of us who do these, who do these things, we are under a great judgment, a more strict judgment, and I accept my I accept my role in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. Before we get into ending this series and this verse, I want to give you an overview uh, of the previous six sermons, and it's going to be a brief. You're probably going, oh my, but it's going to be a brief overview of the six sermons, and then this will be our seventh and our last in this series of In His Presence. Uh, It's been my emphasis to teach you how to get into His presence and why we need to get into His presence. So in the overviews, the first two sermons were about um, presence uh, over positions. And it was about the disciples uh, arguing over who is the greatest and uh, asking the Lord and even getting a mother involved, if you will remember, of asking the Lord, uh, my two sons, where are they going to sit on your right or your left? Uh, I, I gave you that. Sometimes we look at positions and titles and all kinds of things that are more important than being in his presence. And we know that his presence is the ultimate experience. Uh, two quotes I gave you during that time, one from A.D. Gibbs, who mentored me in my doctoral program at Fuller in Pasadena. And we asked him a question uh, Eddie uh, is from uh, the United Kingdom, and we asked him about what he saw with American Christianity. And he paused for a moment, and he said, uh, America is more interested in building celebrities than saints. And he meant Christian celebrities. He didn't mean Hollywood celebrities. And then another from Bob Goff. I used him in one of the sermons about the argument of who's the greatest. Bob Goff posed a question to us about are you building castles or kingdoms? Castles are about you. Kingdoms are about others and about the king. 
uh, in, the, in meaning King Jesus. So are you building castles to yourself or are you about building a kingdom? Then another sermon was about the valley of the shadow of death. And uh, one of the men that I read suggested to us that, um, that the valley, traveling through the valley of the shadow of death, the dark valley, is just as much a part of life as going to the green meadows and the still waters. I, I really did like that line, meaning that it's, it's not abnormal to be going through dark valleys in our life, even as believers. There's no promise that we won't encounter a dark valley. But the promise we make here about in his presence is that he escorts us through the valley. He's no longer the shepherd who is ahead. He comes back, connects with us, and walks us through the dark valley. Then the next sermon was about solitary prayer. And it is Jesus going off and being with the Father. Remember I told you if I was marketing Jesus, I would put him in front of the crowds. But that was not what the Father had in line. He did not want that all the time. There are times he wanted, he wanted Jesus to be with him. So he would go off from the crowds and he would, be, he would be with the Lord or he would be with the Father. And then we pose the question, if Jesus needs to be with the Father, well, you know the rest of that, what it means for us. And then another sermon was our invitations that we give here at Hope Church. Uh, whether it's in a service or a counseling session or we're sharing spiritual conversations or it doesn't matter, is we call, he, he invites us in his presence. He says to call to me, come to me, cast to me and confess to me. So we give the invitation of being in his presence of calling and coming to him, casting to him and confessing to him. And then the last Sunday sermon is a reality for us today of where we are today. And that is in his presence means that we are communing with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And they are all working on our behalf. So that's going to give you a quick overview of the last six sermons. If you haven't heard them, maybe it entices you to look them up and online, our website, our app, or ever how you want to do that. You can do it on Facebook Live as well. It's archived there, and you can catch up. Today, we're in Exodus 33, 15. And it is uh, Moses telling God that he doesn't want to go from here to there without, um, without his presence. I want to take you to verse 11 before we go any further, because you need to get the setting. In verse 11, it describes uh, what is referred to as the tent of meeting. Now, verse 11 doesn't say that. It does in the chapter, but it doesn't in this verse. But uh, let me give you verse 11 to show you about the tent of meeting and what went on there. It says, the Lord spoke with Moses face to face, just as man speaks with his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his assistant, the young man Joshua, son of Nun, would not leave the inside of the tent. It was a tent outside the camp where Moses went and met with the Lord. And then Joshua would be there to experience it. Um, the, this tent of meeting and this time leads to verse 15. And in verse 15, the picture of it is, the picture of it is that he is giving a prayer plea. Uh, not a command from Moses, it's just a plea. And, and that reassurance that we absolutely need his presence. Let me remind you that God's presence distinguishes Moses from any other leader. 
It's what makes him different. What makes him different is not that he's this great man. What makes him different is he has spent time with God. That's what makes him different. And then uh, you're going to hear in a moment that he is pleading for his people as well. Now, the golden calf has happened, the, the, uh, the, their sin, their turning from the Lord, and he's still pleading for his people. And it is God's presence that distinguishes Israel from any other nation. So God's presence is distinguishing Moses as a person and a leader, and God's presence is distinguishing Israel from any other nation. We are not to be like any other. It says, even 1 Samuel 8, uh, they wanted to be like all the other nations, and, and his presence makes the difference. Do you know, do you realize that God's presence, you being with God, distinguishes you from any other person? I, I've known people. I've known people well, not just casually, that I know spend a great deal of time in God's presence with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as God reveals himself in those three persons. I can tell the difference in them. They're able to handle things differently. They don't fly off the handle. They're not quick to argue. They're not quick to judge. They're, they're not quick to be critical. I've learned as a pastor that when I hear criticism, I'm going, hmm, they probably haven't been spending time with the Father. Uh, and you're going, that's not a fair assessment. That's an assessment over 34 years. And then asking into their life, uh, what are you doing with Jesus? Are you being in the presence of the triune God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? I just want you to see that God's presence separates Moses from other people and separates Israel from other nations. And it separates us from other people um, and, and being able to use them. So the plea for Moses is not only for himself, but it is for his people as well. So here's the point. Communion with God is essential to God's people and to God's work. That's been my emphasis of in his presence. If you're going to live this Christian life, you're going, what do I need to do? Listen, it, it's not much different than plugging a, a power cord into the outlet in the wall. I mean, if, if the power I need to face circumstances and situations and decisions and all those things... They, they are coming from my time of being in his word, being in his presence, uh, even with Jesus that we mentioned in the overview, solitary prayer of spending time with him. This in his presence is a special commissioning time for you, just like it was for Moses. I wrote this down. Once experienced, always desired. Once experienced, always desired. If you've been in the presence of the Lord, it's hard for you to shake it. Now, you might try to run from it because you don't want to surrender and commit. Now, I get it. Man, have I been there? I have. Uh, my wife can attest. She didn't marry a preacher. I was in management with UPS. Uh, I had a, I had a, a future with them in management. Uh, so she didn't, she, Jeff wasn't thinking about being a preacher when we married. In fact, I was running from it as hard as I could. And I had many experiences of God present, but I couldn't shake it. You're, you're going to ask me, man, what, what about the call to ministry? Well, there's several answers to that. There's several experiences to that. 
that I, I stay in ministry today because I can't shake it. I can't shake the times where God has revealed himself to me personally and to what he's asking me to do. So can there be a temptation to go to other things? There can be. I want to go to Exodus 33, 14. And before the Moses asked the Lord, I don't want to go from here to there without your presence. In verse 14, he'd already given him his promise. Uh, then he replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses says, oh Lord, I don't want to go from here to there without your presence. Um, he emphasizes the, 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 uh, the promise again. Why? Why? Because Moses, like some of us, is just making double sure that the Lord is going to be with them. I know he gave the promise. That's enough. But you have to understand with Moses, he, he believed it was better to die in the wilderness with the presence of God than to reach a goal without him. Did you hear that? He, he, he would rather die in the wilderness, a struggling place. The wilderness is a struggling place. And with the presence of God than to go on and achieve his goal without him. Um, do, do you believe that? Do you believe it's more important to even be in a struggling place with his presence than to try to reach a place that's not struggling uh, without his presence? Uh, or is place more important than presence to you? Well, it wasn't to Moses. Presence was more important to place for Moses. They had the promise in this chapter of Canaan, the land of milk and honey. Now, that doesn't sound too great to you, possibly. I mean, if I said the, the land of ribeye and sweet tea, maybe of ribs or whatever. Do you understand? I mean, but to them, the illustration and the picture of land of milk and honey was incredible. And Moses considered this land and its bounty insignificant and worthless without the presence of God. Canaan is the land of milk and honey, and it is nothing to Moses if God's presence does not lead us there. I'm going to ask you some preacher questions now, and uh, that is the place where you are now. I want to talk about where you are now. Did God lead you there? You, you've, got, you, you've got to say, did God lead you there? So, sometimes we may just really crummy decisions and choices and we blame God for leading us there when God hasn't led us there. I mean, I, I can speak to my tribe. And when I say to my tribe, I mean preachers. Uh, we can get a greater offer of another church, more money, bigger church, more staff, busier church, more programs, uh, more profile, all those things. Can, can my tribe, can my tribe as pastors, can we see that place is more important than presence? And you could say, well, God's leading you to a church. It doesn't matter. His presence is already get there. But I want to talk about you specifically. Is it, it, am I capable of le leaving a church, going to a church, a church campus, a church territory, 
uh, because I believe it's less of a struggle, it's more of a blessing to me, we can. Have we done it? Sure. I know a lot of people have done it. I know that uh, while I've been here, of course, we planted the church. I have no intention of leaving it, but uh, there's been offers, uh, substantial offers. Man, they look great, look great for my family. But I, I came down to the fact of Moses' comment. I don't want to go from here to there without your presence. You may see a place in your future that has less struggle, but it doesn't have his presence there. And you're going to go argue with me. Well, he's everywhere. Oh, well, yeah, he is. He's omnipresent. He is. You're, you're right. He is. But is that where he wants you? Uh, we have to ask ourselves, where are you now? Did God lead you there? Uh, can, can you go there because your desire of less struggle and more solitary place was greater than his presence in your life? Can that happen? And if that's true, then you think place is more important than presence. Moses didn't think that. Moses believed that God's presence is more important than place. Um, I don't want to go, he said to the Lord, from here to there without your presence. I'd rather be in the wilderness in your presence than in Canaan without it. Herschel Hobbes, a man of old now, uh, used to write the Sunday school literature for, uh, for Southern Baptists. Most of your, a lot of your Sunday school lessons were written by Herschel Hobbes. You may not know that. You may not even care, but I thought I'd tell you. And Franklin Pascal. Uh, they, they wrote something that says a moving God expects his people to move forward with him. Now, I'm not talking about you're going to go, well, where are we going? Tell me the place. That's irrelevant. It's that God's people are willing to move with God. It's not about, is that place best for me? It's just about being in his presence. He is leading us in the future. There's no doubt into the future through this epidemic and this pandemic and this crisis and this economic recovery. And I'm not going to say the new normal, but I'm going to say into a new culture. He's leading us. And, and I, I want to move but I want to move with him. I don't want to move with the trends and necessarily the surveys that we get. I'll read them. But what does he have for us collectively as Hope Church? <clears throat> what does he have for us? What does he have for you? I want to lead you to where God is moving you. I, but I don't want to go without his presence. So as he leads us, it may be in places that we struggle greater. It's not always just the land of milk and honey. Remember Moses, I'd rather die in the wilderness in your presence, place of struggle, than be in the land of milk and honey without it. I'm just telling you as a leader, a preacher of the gospel, a leader of the Great Commission, the movements of God, I'm telling you a promise that I'm giving you. I don't care where you're hearing this. I don't care where you are when you're reading this that I, I want to go, and I want to go where God is moving, and I want to go with his presence. It's not about the place. It's about just being with him. And where his presence moves us, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Presence is more important 
than place. Thanks for listening and watching. Blessings to you. And as we always finish, grace and peace.